Hey everybody, welcome to Renewing the Center. My name is Chris. It is really, really good to be with you today. Thank you for uh, joining us here on the podcast. Um, I was looking at the analytics on this and we've been doing this podcast for a really long time. Uh, took a break, but have been back now for a few months and um, it's been a real joy and it's really, really cool to see uh, so many of you participating from uh, all over the country and, and all over the world. Um, it's a joy to do this. Um, we are uh, continuing our brief deviation from the daily lectionary and we're holding questions God asks in the Bible. Uh, just a little while back, I was prompted in my heart to um, do a little study on the questions asked by God in the Bible. And he actually asked lots of questions, but we're going to be holding just a few here on the podcast. And then we'll jump back into uh, the lectionary. But for now, we're going to be in John chapter 1. So this is the very, very beginning of uh, John's gospel. Um, and we're going to actually hear the first words uh, recorded by Jesus in the gospel. Uh, and they are a question. Jesus says, what are you looking for? Uh, what are you looking for? That's the first question asked uh, by Jesus, by God in the gospel of John. So I'm going to read beginning in verse 35, and then we'll pray. And then we're just going to hold the question that God would ask. Um, and I believe he's asking you and me the same question that he asked these friends um, many, many years ago. What are you looking for? The next day, John was again standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? And they said to him, Rabbi, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come and see. And they came and saw where he was staying. And they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus and said to him, uh, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, I pray that you would help us to enter into this story, this first encounter that Andrew has with Jesus. I pray, God, that we would not only hear Jesus asked Andrew, what are you looking for? I pray, God, that we would also be able today to hear you ask us the very same question. What are you looking for? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So the first words in Genesis that God speaks to humans is a question, where are you? Genesis 3. And now the first words Jesus speaks to humans in John's gospel, also a question, what are you looking for? And I love this, the picture, the image of this uh, text, this story. It's um, Jesus walking by John the baptizer who has a lot of disciples, a lot of momentum in his ministry, the kind of last of the Old Testament prophets. You know, he points at Jesus and he says, Behold the Lamb of God, um, the, the powerful thing. And two of his disciples, John's disciples, hear John say this about Jesus, and they leave John's side and they begin to follow Jesus. And there's something literal here, like they literally follow him. 
But there's also this uh, symbolic um, beginning of a picture of what discipleship looks like, that they are actually following Jesus, um, not just literally, but with their life, they're beginning to, to mirror image or represent uh, what it means to be Christian, to begin to change allegiance and to follow. And it's amazing to me because I, I imagine, you know, Jesus is walking down a road and he's by himself and he becomes aware that two people are following him behind. And rather than ignore them, uh, rather than um, just see how far they'll go, Jesus stops and he turns around and he looks at these guys and he says, what are you looking for? And on one hand, that's a really practical question, right? Jesus is like literally saying, what are you looking for? Like, what are you, why are you following me? Uh, but there is also an invitation here. Um, when God asks, what are you looking for? He's actually asking you to name your desire. He's, he's asking you to name your aim. He's asking you to name what it is that you are seeking. Jesus was actually wanting to get at what these guys really and truly wanted. Why are you following me? What is your aim? What are you seeking? What is it that you desire? I've been afraid of desire my whole life. Which has been really hard because I, I feel a lot. I'm a, I'm a deep feeler. Um, everyone who knows me is um, aware of that. <laughs> Maybe hopefully blessed occasionally, but, but oftentimes worn out uh, by the emotional energy <laughs> that I can exude. But for me, despite all my feeling, I've, I've had a complicated relationship with desire. Th this question, what are you looking for or, or what do you want? what do you desire has been a really hard question for me to answer because I think I've always been afraid of being disappointed or to be let down. Um, you know, the challenge with naming what you're looking for is that if you don't get it, then you're, you feel devastated. I, I have uh, been afraid of that my, my whole life long. And one of the major projects over the last couple of years is, uh, me hearing God ask this question, what are you looking for? What do you, what is it that you really want? Where is your deepest desire? And, and for me to get more and more comfortable with looking inside and actually getting to an answer, <laughs> beginning to know what I, what I want. And it's telling what these guys say when Jesus asks the question, what do you want? They say, where do you, where are you staying? Uh, they said, teacher, rabbi, where are you staying? They basically, essentially in their answer, when they say, they ask, <laughs> they answer a question with a question, but in their question, where are you staying? There is an implied desire for more access to Jesus. And I think that's part of what I'm getting at in my own life is wanting more access to Jesus, wanting to be a peaceful man. Um, and the only way to be a peaceful man is for me to have more access to the heart of Jesus, more unhurried, not religious, but like unhurried, unstructured access to God. And, and maybe another way to say that is like having a kind of with God life. I think that's what they were getting at. What are you looking for? 
Um, and one of the ways that we can answer that question, what are you looking for, is to really begin to contend with our deepest desires. What do we want? How do we perceive the good life? I think my own understanding of the good life has shifted over time. It's moved from being liked or being loved or being successful. I mean, I, I'm going to, at the risk of you know disqualifying myself in front of you, I, I've had to come to terms in my own life that there, there was a shadow uh, component to my own calling into ministry. There, I believe God's called me to do what I do, and yet there was also a shadow underneath that calling. And a part of that shadow was just a desire to be liked and loved and accepted and approved of. And for me to be moving and, and brave enough to hear God ask me the question, "Where? what do you want? What are you looking for? There have been times in the last couple of years where I've had to be honest enough to say truthfully, Jesus, like what I'm looking for is just to feel safe and to feel approved of and to feel loved. <laughs> and the thing that I love about Jesus is he's able to meet me in that real place and then begin to transform my desire to something that is better than that. But many of us need to start with like where we currently are. Like, what are you looking for? The answer might be, I'm looking to be loved or I'm looking for friends. I actually believe that so much of the dumb stuff we do is a futile attempt to try to feel safe, cared for, secure, loved. Um, and Jesus actually, I think many times wants us to start with reality and then allow him to transform our reality, allow him to grow us up. One of the things that I'm recognizing is that the more in touch with desire that I'm able to get and be, the more God's able to grow my desire up. So like years ago, what I really wanted, if I were really honest, was just to feel loved, to feel safe, to feel secure. And the shadow part of that was like, I wanted the church to love me, or I wanted people to think I was really good or really helpful or, um, you know, just insert whatever immature version of being loved. But now what I'm recognizing is that that desire to be loved is something that only Jesus, only God can meet. And I've, I've pursued lesser loves, and now God's saying, I'm going to grow up that desire so that you'll pursue a deeper love. But if you don't know what you really desire, what you really want, what what you think the good life is, then it will have a really hard time answering this question. And for the longest time, I think I had a really hard hard time, a really difficult time answering the question. But it was there all all along this desire to be loved, and I wasted so much energy trying to get you to love me, people to love me, my church to love me. You know, a church, an institution can't love you. <laughs> Even a really good institution. Like if you're a pastor today, your church as an institution actually can't love you any more than like Wells Fargo can love someone if they work at the bank. Now, people can love you, but the love of people actually always falls short. What are you looking for? It's my conviction that actually at the end of the day, all of us are looking for love. And we pursue it, like the old country song says, in all the wrong places, <laughs> in too many faces. But only God can really meet the need. And I just want to invite you to consider 
that God is asking you, what are you looking for? And he wants you to stop and actually answer the question as real and as honestly as you can. Now, it's interesting that when they basically ask Jesus for access, right? Like, where are you staying? Jesus says, come and see. Those those three words, come and see, are really important words in the Bible. Uh, there's a, an occasion where Martha and Mary asked Jesus uh, to come and see. Uh, when they're at the grave of their brother Lazarus, they take Jesus to the darkest place. Well, here Jesus says to these friends who want unhurried, unstructured access to spend the afternoon with him, he just says, come on, come and see. What are you looking for? Do you know what you're looking for right now? Do you know what you're seeking? Are there places in your life like me where you're afraid of desire? You're afraid to actually answer the question, unsure of how to answer it or what it means or afraid of what disappointment would look like? Are you asleep in your life, not awake to what you actually want, what you're looking for? God asked the question, what are you looking for? And today I want you to hold that question. I want you to be brave with that question. Um, and, and I want you to test my theory. Maybe under all the things, you know, because some of you might say, well, I'm looking to be rich or I'm looking to find a mate or I'm looking for my marriage to be better or I'm looking for that kid to behave themselves. We may answer all of that, but test my theory with me. Under it, under all of that stuff, the secondary things, is there a primary thing around being loved, around being welcomed? I want you to just hold that. I, I could be wrong, but I, I actually am not sure that I am. I think maybe the most viscerally honest answer to the question, what are you looking for, for all of us could be to know that I'm loved, safe, and secure. What does God have to say about that for you? God bless you. Go in peace. Go in peace.